Welcome to episode three of Dirt Stories. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Becca Grieve from Dozer, and we're excited to share another episode with you. So today's episode, I'm sitting down with Kevin Forstall, CEO and co-founder of Dozer. We are heading to Las Vegas next week, or almost two weeks, 12 days, same thing. Um, we're super excited. We're heading to Las Vegas. We're going to Con Expo. I'm going to conduct some interviews. Uh, meet with a ton of people working in the industry, get the lowdown on what equipment is coming up, what new announcements are coming from big brands. We're super pumped. It's going to be a great show. So today's episode is all about Con Expo. So thanks for joining me, Kevin. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> We're talking about Con Expo today. Right. I have never been to Con Expo. I have never even been to Vegas, so I'm missing the boat in several ways here. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. It's awesome. We're. Uh, I'm looking forward to being back. Uh, we had an awesome time there last year, and there. Well, not last year, three years ago, and uh, we've been talking about uh, being excited to go back for three years now. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be good. So Con Expo is. North America's largest equipment-based trade show. So tell me what I can look forward to at Con Expo this year. I know you went three years ago. What kind of stuff do you right. see and do when you're there? Uh, I mean, it's really, um, it's really one place where the entire industry gathers for, you know, three, four, five days. There's a, a lot of hard work that happens, a lot of fun that happens in the, you know, in the evenings. Um, but really I, I see it as being one, uh, one place for the entire industry, uh, gathers, uh, has fun and does a whole lot of work at the same time. Nice. So we are kind of tackling the show in a couple different ways. So our Dozer media team is heading to some of the educational sessions to chat about trends and things that are happening in the industry, things that we can look forward to, um, so Con Expo has brought forth three different themes uh, in the industry that they're focusing on this year. So the first is modern mobility, which is a loaded concept on its own. Uh, the second is sustainability. And then the third is smart cities. So uh, wanted to talk to you. We're going to tackle a couple episodes um, coming up around those topics. But wanted to talk to you a little bit today about um, themes that you're excited about when it comes to Con Expo? Maybe there's a fourth theme that you think is missing from this list, uh, something that is important to you in the industry. Just kind of wanted to get your take on what you're looking forward to and, and where you think, what areas you think are important to the industry now. Right. Well, uh, I mean, obviously, all three of these uh, modern mobility, sustainability, and uh, smart cities are exciting. I think that uh, the fourth point would be uh, technology is kind of all-encompassing for for all four of these. Um, I'm I'm just really excited to see uh, how you know all of these companies are uh, adopting technology and uh, what they're doing uh, with technology and, and how it relates back to uh, you know these three topics that were brought up earlier. Um, all three topics are 
massive topics. We, you know, we, I'm sure we could spend an hour on each one of them, but um, you know, the the overarching how is technology uh, um, being adopted in this uh, this industry and by you know each different company. Um, really excited to see uh, what's new. Mm-hmm. So, how companies are adopting technology? What do you think? What are you seeing as the number one trend for that? What kind of tech and, and where is it found in the industry? Is it with operators? Is it in the equipment? Is it with fleet management? Right. I, I think uh, it's it's everywhere, right? I mean, I think the, you know, I see, I see it being used for operators. I see it being used for estimators and project managers. Um, you know, some fleet management tools, some um, estimating tools, uh, some, you know, I see GPS used uh, to run job sites more efficiently. I see, you know, GPS used to uh, run job sites more accurately. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's everywhere. There's, there's some, some technology that, you know, may be seen as... Uh, disruptors there's uh you know there's some other that uh um you know is built for uh oem some that's built for operators as you mentioned um it's really interesting it's it's touching the entire industry at every single level um you know if uh i guess i'm, I'm interested in all of them maybe <laughs> maybe you're trying to ask a, a more specific question but i'm i'm interested in uh you know seeing what what comes and you know it is the technology more geared towards the operator this year? Is it more geared towards, uh, um, you know, the the office team that's uh, bidding on the projects? Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of can't wait to see. Uh, can't wait to see also the connection between the two, mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, in my opinion, for this to really scale uh, for technology to take off in this industry, uh, it needs to encompass all levels of. Uh, um, of, of, of a company, all employees at every level uh, within a company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I want to talk about technology in equipment specifically. So I'm going to be at Con Expo. One of the first things I'm attending is the Operator Challenge. And then I'm attending a couple different brand press conferences where they're introducing new features into equipment that's coming out later this year. What are some of the key um, pieces of technology found in equipment that you think are most valuable today? Uh, well, why don't I start with, you know, I think they'll probably be the biggest lineups for, and you know, the most initial interest will be, you know, seeing companies like Caterpillar operate a, a D11 on the other side of the, uh, the country remotely. I mean, that was something that was happening last year and I, you know, can't wait to see it and would love to try it myself. Um, but I, you know, what I, I might be most interested in and, and maybe not as uh, flashy or exciting is how does that affect the actual job site? Um, what type of uh, technology is put in place to make that a, a reality, to, to make that a more efficient way to operate, a safer way to operate, um, how does it affect the uh, the employees on the ground uh, on on the actual job site? Uh, and then you know also can't wait to see how that ties back into uh, 
you know, estimating project management tools uh, back in the office uh, so that uh, an estimator can make a, a really great decision on recommending um, using a product like that. Um, that's, that's what I'm excited about. So McKinsey put out an article um, about the new age of engineering and construction tech. Um, and one thing that they walk through in the article is the project life cycle of construction tech. So everything from um, pre-construction with estimating, market intelligence, marketplaces through construction with scheduling, safety, document management, performance dashboards, um, right through to operations and management. So looking at um, you know, predictive analytics for system management, um, just to admit to small project management tools as well. So I'm curious to get your perspective on construction tech based on that life cycle and where you think the most value is in that cycle or, or where you place importance and why. Well, I mean, it makes me think of Dozer um, and what we're doing here and you know, and sort of the problem-solving culture that we have. Um, when I when I relate it back to Dozer uh, and that problem-solving culture, each one of those things that you mentioned was its own individual problem, and therefore could potentially, you know, be its own company. The, you know, the 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 TAM for each one of those individual problems that you you suggested uh, is large enough to be its own company. Um, and the way a lot of tech startups work is they grab one small problem and they work and grind and try and find the best possible solution for one very, very small problem. I, what I find really interesting is how does all of that come together? How, how do all of these individual uh, small solutions come together uh, and join in one, uh, you know, one larger technology solution um will will these uh you know small solutions end up integrating together uh through partnerships through uh acquisitions uh of, of some of the, the smaller companies um i mean dozer's trying to uh in, and really is finding a solution for uh you know the entire industry we, we're, we're looking at this as one big ecosystem where we have to pay attention to OEM dealers, professional rental houses, both large and small, uh, and then contractors that have a, have a problem. And the thing is, is we, we've realized that it's, it's all contractors everywhere from, uh, you know, small owner operators to, uh, you know, the, the larger, uh, enterprise, uh, multinational companies. So massive TAM, uh, but trying to find a solution and, and we've taken a path of rather trying rather than trying to find a solution for one very small uh, group within that uh, massive market but realized that for us to be successful we had to find a solution that would work for the entire industry I'm I'm super interested to see uh, how other companies are addressing this. Uh, are they trying to solve for the entire industry, uh, or you know, back to the life cycle of a job? Are they trying to solve for the entire, the entire job, or are they trying to solve for a very small um, uh, subset of the job itself, and maybe even a smaller subset of the uh, of the industry? So, I'm, I can't wait to find out how 
you know, how they're approaching that. And then very curious on if it is a bunch of small subsets, both with market and then with solution, how does that piece together uh, to eventually be adopted? Our belief is that we have to have, you know, the majority of the market and the majority of the, the ecosystem playing together uh, to be able to really find a true solution. Um, yeah. Solid. So another thing that the article talks about, just based on what you were just saying, is only 29% of companies are actually embracing construction tech. Why do you think that is? That's a pretty small, a small number to me. There's so much, I, there's so much available, right? I mean, uh, where, where do you get started? I mean, uh, I used to be a contractor and, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of different ways that we could optimize and improve our business. Um, it's a little bit intimidating to go from no to low tech to, you know, a, a tech first company. And with so many solutions on the table, um, it's really hard to decide on where to get started and, and, and even making those decisions. Are you, are you committing to a SaaS based uh, company where you have a three year monthly contract, uh, or are you buying uh, a solution outright? Um, there's, there's just so much, uh, decision-making to be made. Uh, and then the amount of time that it takes to integrate with your current processes, uh, is also diff, uh, difficult. So I think, Probably the reason for the, the slower adoption is, um, you know, that complication with the multiple solutions. Um, I think that a real winner will arise when uh, a very, very easy solution that uh, encompasses the entire industry uh, presents itself. Okay, so on the topic of construction tech, but switching gears a little bit. We recently sat down with Jim Colvin, president and CEO at Sirius Labs, and we're going to be releasing his dirt story in a couple weeks. Um, but we're also attending his session at ConExpo, and we're talking to him specifically about virtual reality and augmented reality and um, the future of, of work and construction. Where do you see VR and AR? playing a role in the future of the industry? Um, so <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up. I, I am excited about it. Um, you know, we have a, a company here uh, in town close to our office uh, north. Um, I think that they could play a, a really significant role uh, amongst others. Um, I think augmented, augmented reality uh, will play a very real role, a very real factor in the not too distant future. Um, I was working with a, a company that was prototyping something locally uh, uh, using a similar type of glasses uh, where you could see the plans physically in front of you. you. You could see them in your your vision, you could move them around and throw them up on a wall and they would stay right there. Um, you could zoom in and, and look at them. You could switch sheets. There was no need for paper. 
you know, in my opinion, when using that, there were, there were a lot of glitches that needed to be worked out, but the solution was so obvious, so immediately in front of us that uh, you could be working with, uh, with, with plans, with documents uh, that just live inside of your, your glasses. Um, it, uh, I think there's a real obvious uh, solution coming quickly. Um, the other thing that this company did for me is they they gave me a demo and they uh, while doing the demo they they taught me how to do something so they had some plans in their office uh, they put the plans up into my my screen um, they made it look like they were sitting on a table and I was working on the other side of the table so I could glance over and look at it so it wasn't in in the way uh, but I was able to um, take direction both uh, um, you know, through them speaking to me and then also them drawing arrows uh, in, in my uh, line of sight, uh, directing me on exactly how to uh, cut and measure and build, uh, you know, a, a small uh, box, a small project. Um, and, you know, they were in the next room and, uh, you know, I couldn't actually hear them or see them, but they were able to show me how to build something and I had never done that task uh, before. So, um, you know, when I look back to my, my previous company, um, I could see this as a, a great solution if, uh, you know, it was a, a maintenance company uh, and, you know, I, I'm picturing a 2,500 acre uh, project that we used to maintain. Um, if there was a way to use uh, glasses like this so that, uh, the person back in the office could see the condition of the the property and then draw in to somebody's uh, uh, line of sight um, exactly what needed to be uh, completed. Um, it would make jobs safer. It would make the quality of jobs uh, rise. Uh, it would be far more efficient than the you know the current way of uh, sending people out to drive mm -hmm. across this twenty five hundred acre site and find uh, deficiencies and repair them. Um, yeah, pretty excited about it. And I think yeah. that part's coming quickly. Yeah. Lots of efficiencies there. That's super cool. I would love to test something like that out. So you talked about safety. That's becoming a huge theme that I've seen emerging over the last couple of months is how to increase, um, make safety more accessible to everyone on a job site. I think VR and AR is going to be a huge, huge win in that category. Yeah, absolutely. When I first heard about it, I, I was thinking that uh, VR and AR in your safety glasses uh, would be distracting um, and, you know, potentially dangerous because you may be looking through, uh, you know, some kind of augmented reality and missing what was actually happening. But uh, after doing the demo, it's actually quite different. I mean, it... Uh, you can you can move and manipulate the augmented reality uh, and and you it's quite clear you can realize what's augmented versus uh, actually reality and you can move it around within uh, uh, within your vision um, and you can even throw it away and put it so you can look at something without having uh, you know these plans that I was speaking about in your way um, so I don't think that it would uh, it would hurt I think that augmented could uh, potentially um, you know put an asterisk or some kind of notification over top of uh, you know something dangerous uh, as it was to pass by or you know uh, an example would be walking uh, walking into some kind of danger zone and having uh, augmented reality throw up uh, 
you know, a, a wall to remind you not to walk there. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things that can be done. Um, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. I think there's an interesting win for VR and AR, especially with the training piece for operators. Having never been an operator myself, I could be off on that thought. Do you, do you think there's an opportunity there to teach and train employees using VR and AR? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, um, it's, it's pretty, uh, obviously pretty expensive and, uh, time consuming to train, uh, train employees. Um, but one of the most valuable things you can do, obviously, um, I think that if you could do it, uh, offsite or, you know, on a site trailer and train multiple people without, uh, um, closing down your most expensive shovel and shutting off production, uh, it would be uh, highly valuable. And uh, I believe that it's happening already. Mm-hmm. Um, def- definitely think that there's uh, an immediate place um, that's already out there for uh, uh, VR and AR and training employees. So Con Expo. You're flying right. out, you're staying for the whole show. That's right. Where Where are you making your first stop? What's first on the list for you? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quickly realizing that, you know, I, I've mentioned before, this is, you know, the place where the entire industry congregates. And um, I'm, I'm starting to be, uh, come aware and maybe a little bit nervous that I won't have as much time on the short floor as, uh, as I wanted to. Um, you know, there's a, so many meetings being booked uh, just because you know we're all there and it's a good chance to meet and talk to people that uh, um, you know the meetings are uh, starting to line up which is uh, fantastic um, I there's not a, a particular booth that I'll, uh, I'll be running to um, I'm, I'm excited about uh, excited about all of it I'm gonna just try and cover as much ground as possible as quick as possible I heard it's the length of like 15. 15- football fields or something I think I just read so I don't know if you have any advice on how I should get around if I should get a hoverboard or something and zoom around yeah, yeah or, uh, um, definitely wear running shoes and uh, you know put your Fitbit on because you'll uh, you know get a lot of steps that day there's no question get my workout uh, in I like it yeah close the rings on your uh, your watch <laughs> <laughs> nice well we are looking forward to heading out to Con Expo I'm excited to learn, have my first Con Expo experience. Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you hopping on to talk to us a little bit about what's going on. And we're excited. We're excited for Vegas. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to episode three. We are super stoked to head out to Las Vegas. If you were going to be at Con Expo, Keep your eyes peeled for me, Becca. I will be on the show floor interviewing you. Looking forward to episode four. If you are listening, please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our blog. You can follow us along on the Dirt Stories hashtag on Instagram or through our handle at Dozer Hub. Thanks, guys. See you soon.